Hi everybody, my name is Alicia. In this video, I'm going to talk about how to report speech in detail. This lesson will cover some vocabulary words you can use to be more specific about how you report speech, and we'll also talk about some patterns you can use for making questions. So let's get started. Okay, the first thing I want to focus on for this lesson is vocabulary. So I've created a list of vocabulary words. These are all verbs. And these are all words we use to report speech. So the most common are probably here at the top. Say, tell, talk, speak. So we use these words as kind of the basic ways to report speech. We have the past tense form of the verb on the right side. So I want to go through each verb one by one and talk about how and why we use it and talk about some other small points related to these verb choices. So let's begin with the first verb, say. So say is the most basic way to report speech. It's a very neutral verb choice. The past tense form is said, said, not said, but said. So let's look at an example sentence with this. He said he was coming to the meeting. He said he was coming to the meeting. Here we have said used, it's in past tense because this statement happened. So this information was given to the speaker. So we use say in the past tense form here to report this information, he was coming to the meeting. So in these sentences, when we use said, we're just giving a neutral report of speech. It doesn't sound good or bad, or it doesn't sound like there's a specific type of conversation happening. It's just a very neutral report. So this is what we use say to do. He said he was coming to the meeting. You will also notice in many of today's sentences as well that the verb here that we use here to report this is in past tense. He said he was coming to the meeting. He said he was coming to the meeting. So that means that in the past, according to his past statement, he was planning to. So at that time in the past, he was planning to come. So he was coming to the meeting. So we'll see this past tense verb used here uh, in situations like this. Okay, so this is our most basic way to report speech. In today's lesson, I want to talk about ways to level up from just this verb. So let's move on to a couple more review verbs, and then we'll talk about some more detailed ways to express how people talk. Okay, so the next verb is tell, tell. Past tense is told. So we use the verb tell in situations where we're expressing kind of a one-way transfer of information. If there are two people, in a situation and one person is giving most of the information, we would probably use tell to describe that. Like person A told person B the information. We use tell a lot when we're asking for information mostly from one person or when we're just getting information from one person. So it has this kind of one-way feel. So let's look at an example sentence that uses tell. Here, my friend told me a secret. My friend told me a secret. So here we have, again, past tense. My friend told me a secret. So this expresses that this situation is finished. This is done in the past. My friend told me a secret. So in this sentence and with other uses of the verb tell, after this told, you'll see the recipient of the information, the person who received the information. In this case, it's me. My friend told me a secret. 
you could change this to change the recipient. Like my friend told him a secret, or my friend told her a secret. My friend told us a secret. So you can change the recipient right here. So my friend told me a secret. Sounds like my friend did most of the talking, and I just listened to the secret. So this is what we use tell to do. Okay, let's go to the next verb, talk, talk. So talk in past tense is talked, talked. So let's take a look at an example sentence first here. I talked to him about the report yesterday. I talked to him about the report yesterday. So after talked, we have two preposition choices. We have to or with. People ask, like, what's the difference between the two? Generally, there isn't one. But if you want a little bit more of a feeling of a conversation, like two or more people talking together about something, you can use with. But generally speaking, to or with, both are fine to use here. A pronunciation point then, too. I read the sentence very clearly. I talked to him. However, in everyday native speech, we make these sounds come together. I talked to him becomes, I talked to him, I talked to him. So this talked is not clearly pronounced, this part, the end word, or the end syllable here. I talked to him about the report yesterday. So it becomes, I talked to him, I talked to him, or I talked to her, I talked to her. So talked to or talked with is like said, however, it's not just a report. Of something. When we say I talked to or I talked with someone, it's like it's showing there was a conversation, right? Here, in this case, the conversation is about the report, yeah? So I talked to him about the report. Sounds like there was a conversation, but I don't need to share all the details. I just want to show that there was a conversation. I talked to him. We can express it with this verb, I talked to him. Let's compare talked to the next verb, which is speak, speak. In past tense, it is spoke, spoke. So let's look at the example sentence here. She spoke with us after lunch. She spoke with us after lunch. So the first question is, what is the difference between talk and speak? Generally, talk is a little bit less formal than speak. So we use speak in work situations or professional situations, more formal situations. And we also use the verb speak to talk about our language abilities, like he speaks English or she spoke Spanish yesterday. So for this lesson, I want to just consider that spoke or speak in, uh, in the infinitive form. Spoke is more formal. We tend to use this in like professional situations. So talked would also be 100% correct in this sentence. She talked with us after lunch, perfect. And the same rule applies to the preposition that follows the verb. Talked to and talked with, we're both okay here. The same is true here. She spoke to us or she spoke with us. Both are okay to use. Again, with sounds a little bit more like the conversation is happening together. So she spoke with us after lunch. So we can use this verb choice to make the sentence sound a little bit more professional. Okay, great. So let's move on now to the next group of verbs. The first one is ask, ask. And the past tense form is asked. Okay, so we use this when we need to make a question or we need to report that we asked a question. So let's look at the example. 
I asked my boss for some time off next week. I asked my boss for some time off next week. So here we have past tense asked, I asked, and after that is my boss in this case. So this is the person receiving the request. I asked my boss for, you'll notice this is the preposition used here. I asked my boss for some time off next week. We use this preposition for before a noun phrase. In this case, we have some time off. That's our noun phrase that's used here. You may also see to used here. I asked my boss to stop emailing me so much, <laughs> for example. So if you have a verb that follows this, so if the request is about a verb, like to stop, or I asked my boss to do something, you need to use to, not for here. So for comes before your noun phrase. This part after the verb, I asked someone for something. This part is the recipient of the request. A pronunciation point about this too. I said, I asked my boss, but in everyday speech, we don't pronounce it this clearly. I asked my boss becomes much, much shorter. It sounds like I asked my boss for some time off last week. Okay, or next week, sorry. <laughs> I asked my boss for some time off next week. So this asked is so quick, it sounds like, I asked my boss, I asked my boss. So it's like the D sound, it's very, very, very small. I asked my boss. So try to reduce this sound down. Not I asked my boss, but I asked my boss for time off next week. Okay, let's move on to the next verb, which is discuss, discuss. This is a great verb to know for professional and business English. So discuss and the past tense form discussed, discussed. So this is a nice polite word that means we had a conversation and it sounds kind of like a professional conversation. So this is a great word to know for meetings and other kind of more formal discussions. So let's look at the example sentence for this. Our team discussed some problems yesterday. Our team discussed some problems yesterday. So here we have past tense, discussed, and we have a noun phrase after it, some problems yesterday, okay? So our team discussed some problems yesterday means our team talked about some problems yesterday. So what's the difference between discussed and talked about? As I mentioned, discussed sounds more professional. It sounds more polite, a little more polished. So our team discussed some problems yesterday. Sounds a little bit more business-like. So you can use this word if you want to make it sound a little bit more professional, your sentence. Of course, I talked about it, or our team talked about some problems is also great. It just sounds a little more casual. So it's up to you which you want to choose. Okay, great. So let's go to the last three in this first part of the vocabulary list. So the last three are here because they're actually verbs we use to describe how someone is speaking. So the first verb here is whisper, whisper. To whisper means to talk in a very soft, very quiet voice. So here's an example. I'm whispering right now, I just whispered. So using a very, very quiet voice, this is called whispering. So the verb is to whisper. In past tense, it is whispered. So sometimes, especially when you're writing things, it can be really important to talk about how someone is speaking. So not just who they were talking with or if they had a discussion, but also how the person is speaking. So let's look at an example sentence. Let's leave soon, she whispered. Let's leave soon, she whispered. So we can imagine 
that this let's leave soon was said in a very, very quiet voice. Let's leave soon, she whispered. So this is telling us that a quiet voice was used. So if we had let's leave soon, she said, it would also be 100% correct. No problem there. However, whispered gives us a little bit more information about how she said it. So this might be very important for understanding the situation, especially in a book or in some kind of other story you're reading. So you can use whisper to talk about the manner in which someone says something. Okay, so we talked about a quiet voice, whisper to whisper. Now let's go to the opposite end. So the last two verbs here are shout and scream. So to shout means to use a very loud voice. So sometimes we use a shouting voice when we're very angry or surprised or shocked. Sometimes when we're very excited, it means to use a very, very loud voice to say something, okay? The past tense is shouted, shouted. So let's look at the example. My roommate shouted, yay, when he passed his test. My roommate shouted, yay, when he passed his test. So this use, shouted, shows that the yay was said in a very loud voice. Again, if you said, my roommate said yay when he passed his test, it's also correct, but it doesn't communicate the excited feeling that this sentence has. So. This is a happy moment, so the roommate is probably very excited. Choosing the verb shout instead of said sounds a lot better because it matches the feeling that we're communicating here. Of course, you could make it interesting and choose a different verb, like my roommate whispered, yay, when he passed his test. This would sound like maybe he passed the test in the test room and he needed to be very quiet. So you can change the verbs that you use to express speech to be more specific and to give more detail about the situation. Okay, so let's look at our last verb, scream. Scream, to scream, and past tense, screamed. Okay, so what's the difference between shout and scream? Shout, as I said, is in like a really, really loud voice, like ah, or yay, as in this example. Or sometimes when we use an angry voice, or when we have angry feelings, we might shout about something. Or if we hurt ourselves, maybe, we might shout. A scream, however, a scream is a very loud sound that often is used in very scary situations or really, really shocking situations. So if you imagine a scary movie and somebody in the movie is injured or hurt or afraid, they will probably scream. So a scream is a very, very scary sound generally. It's like, ah, somebody is really, really scared and it sounds different than just a shout. So a shout is like a big voice, yes, but a scream, Generally, the feeling of a scream is that something is really scary or really, really dangerous. You might also use, or you might also hear screams or use screaming <laughs> at amusement parks, yeah? So scream is typically used for really, really shocking or really, really scary situations. You might also hear it when people get super, 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 super angry. So they go past shouting and they go to screaming. So if it helps you, you can kind of think of shout as hear and scream at this level, yeah? And of course, say, tell, and talk are down here. Okay, so let's look at the example sentence. The soccer fans screamed at the referee. The soccer fans screamed at the referee. Okay, so in this situation, the soccer fans were really, really, really angry, or maybe really, really shocked about the game. So they screamed at the referee. So this shows that they use this really, really angry, really, really like high level explosive way to communicate at the referee. 
You'll notice too this preposition here to scream at someone. To scream at someone. We use at as the preposition here. So this shows the direction of the scream. Okay? So we don't use to. We don't say the soccer fan screamed to the referee. We do not do that. We use at. This shows the direction of the scream in this case. Okay? Also, you could change this preposition. You could use with, which would show that the screening is between the soccer fans and the referee together. The soccer fans screamed with the referee. Makes a grammatically correct sentence, but it communicates a totally different idea. If they're screaming together, maybe something terrible happened at the soccer game. I hope not. But when you use scream, show at to show the person receiving the scream, if it helps to think of it that way. Maybe in a horror movie, you could think of it in another way too. Like the girl screamed at the murderer or something like that. That's kind of a dark example sentence, but we always use this at to show the direction of the scream. Or in another situation, maybe my boss screamed at me this morning. She was really upset. So this shows the direction. We use at in these cases. Okay, so we've talked about some key vocabulary words that we use to express speech. Last part here, the last thing I want to talk about with the vocabulary are a couple of really interesting ways that we express casual reports of speech. So in our everyday conversations, like outside work or outside of school, when we're talking with our close friends or our close family members, these are some expressions that we use to report speech. And they don't really mean something. It's more just that we want to use them as markers for speech. So let's take a look at this, see what I'm talking about here. So these are go and be, the verb be, all, and the verb be like, be like. So we tend to use these in past tense a lot. You'll hear go and goes used, but you'll hear this in past tense too. So that means go becomes went, and be all becomes was or were all, and be like becomes was or were like. So this may seem really, really strange, and you might think, how would I ever use this? This doesn't make any sense. So I created a short example paragraph. Let's take a look at this, and we'll see how these are used to express speech casually. This is very, very quickly done in everyday native conversation. So let's take a look. First, I wanted to try to get to know my new coworker better. So I go, hey, you want to get a coffee sometime? And she was like, sounds great. So I was all, awesome. How about this weekend, Sunday? And she said, sounds good. Okay, so this short example uses this I go, was like, was all, and then I used a basic said at the end. So it's very common to use a mix of these kind of marker words for speech. So was all or was like. These don't mean like a comparison. They don't have a specific meaning. We just use them to mark the speech. If you use said, said, said over and over and over, it can sound very repetitive. For example, I wanted to try to get my, to know my coworker better. So I said, hey, you wanna get a coffee sometime? And she said, sounds great. So I said, and you use said and said and said many, many times, it can sound quite repetitive. So to avoid this, we tend to use a mix of these expressions. So I go, and you'll notice that this go is not used in past tense, even though we're talking about the past, right? So we're using this go. 
this is sometimes used to mark the beginning of the past conversation. Like this person is showing the first request or the first question in the conversation, the beginning of the conversation. So you may see go used in that way. And you may also see it used uh, from time to time here and there to show a response as well. But again, this verb tense isn't super important. We're just using this word as a marker for the next part of speech. In this case, the quote comes right after it, yeah? So don't think too hard about the meaning of this go. It's more like saying, Saying, I go or I went, I took my turn in the conversation, if that helps you. So it's kind of like saying, it was my turn, so I went next in the conversation. That's kind of how we use this go. Same thing with this was like and was all. So we're not comparing anything, we're not talking about parts of something. These are just speech markers, but they're very, very common. And if you watch uh, English speaking media, you will hear these all the time. They are so, 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 so common. So definitely keep an ear out for these, listen for these. And they sound very, very fast. So I read this very slowly, but let's have a listen. Let's hear what they sound like at native speed. So I wanted to try to get to know my new coworker better. So I go, hey, you wanna get a coffee sometime? And she was like, sounds great. So I was all, awesome. How about this weekend, Sunday? And she said, sounds good. So these was like and was all parts become very short. And she was like, and she was like, and I was all, I was all. So these sound very, very short, but because we're so used to using these to mark our speech, they sound very natural to us after a while. So try to listen for these when you watch US or any other kind of English speaking media. We use these words a lot in American English to mark our speech and you will definitely, definitely hear it throughout your studies. So I definitely recommend you take some time to get familiar with these sounds and how to use them yourself. Okay, so with our vocabulary done, I want to finish this lesson by looking at some questions. So we can use question patterns when we report speech and when we want to ask about speech too. So of course, this lesson is about reporting speech in detail, yes, but we also need to have questions ready too to continue the conversation about speech. So let's take a look at a couple of grammar points that we can use to help us do this. The first point is embedded questions, embedded question. What is an embedded question? An embedded question is a question inside another question. So here's a really good example of a very common type of embedded question. It's the do you know question, do you know? Okay, so we ask do you know plus something when we need information from another person. For example, do you know where my keys are? Do you know where my keys are? Or do you know who has my bag? Do you know who has my bag? Or do you know what the password is? Do you know what the password is? And one more, do you know when the meeting is? Do you know when the meeting is? So you can see a pattern here, maybe. These start with these WH questions. Where, who, what, when in this case. And there's another pattern to be very, very aware of when you practice making embedded questions for the first time. That is this point. Be verbs move to the end of the question in embedded questions. So what does that mean? So let's look at this, this, and this. These three example sentences. These all have a be verb. We have are, is, and is. 
So think about these questions, these basic questions. Where my keys are? Well, that's not a grammatically correct question, right? When you are looking for your keys, you say, where are my keys, right? You say, where are my keys? Or in this, in this sentence, not what the password is, but what is the password? What is the password, right? That's grammatically correct. In this sentence, when is the meeting? This is grammatically correct, right? However, when you put a question inside another question, these be verb questions take a different grammar rule. We move the be verb to the end. So now, do you know where are my keys? Or do you know what is the password? Or do you know when is the meeting? These verbs all move to the end of the question. That's a very strange rule, I know, but that's just how it is. So make sure to practice this. These are some super, super common ones that you can start with. So I highly recommend you practice these embedded questions and this do you know pattern is a really, really great place to start. Okay, lastly, let's move along to present perfect questions. Present perfect questions. Of course, present perfect is a very good grammar point to know, a very important grammar point to know and to practice. We also need to practice making questions, and this is a good situation in which you can have some questions ready. So, have you is how you can begin your present perfect question. Have you plus the past participle form of these verbs we talked about. So earlier we practiced the simple past form, the past tense form of the verb. Here are the past participle forms of some of these verbs. So practice making some questions that use these verbs. Let's take a look at a few examples, some that you can use to get started. Have you said anything to anyone? Have you said anything to anyone? Or have you told anyone about this? Have you told anyone about this? So again, these two are asking someone for information about speech, right? So you're not just reporting the speech, you're asking for someone else's information about speech. Have you said anything to anyone? So that one is like maybe a little bit suspicious sounding or maybe you're trying to keep a secret. Have you said anything to anyone? Or have you told anyone about this? Again, used for maybe a secret situation or a confidential or private situation. Have you told anyone about this? Or the next one, have you talked to her about the problem? Have you talked to her about the problem? So this might be some advice to someone. Have you talked to her or have you talked with her? The same preposition rule applies here. Have you talked to her about the problem? Or have you spoken with the client recently? Have you spoken with the client recently? So this is a good one to ask about the status of a client relationship. One more, have you asked anyone for help? Have you asked anyone for help? So you can use these present perfect questions to get more information from people, for them to know that you need some more information relating to speech. So you're asking for reports maybe in these cases. So these are some great questions that you can use to start with and they use present perfect tense, which I know is a very challenging grammar point for many people, but it's super important to practice. One point I want to end on about simple past. Simple past questions in these cases are okay. They're grammatically correct, yes. But the difference, they are usually used for situations that are finished or situations that are done. So the feeling with a simple past tense question in a situation like this is that the action is done, right? So for example, did you say anything to anyone? Did you say anything to anyone? It sounds like maybe you're talking about one situation in the past and it's complete. So in a meeting, did you say anything to anyone? However, 
This have you said anything to anyone means from some point in the past until now and maybe into the future also. So it means up until this time, have you said anything? So did you doesn't communicate that same feeling. Did you sounds like a one-time question. Did you say anything? Or did you tell anyone about this? Sounds like it's over, it's finished. Have you told anyone? Sounds like in this time period and maybe continuing into the future, have you told anyone about this? Like, do you have any plans to? So these are the subtle, very small differences in feeling that we can get if we just change the grammar a little bit. Another example, did you talk to her about the problem? Did you talk to her about the problem? So again, that sounds like a one-time thing in the past. Did you talk to her? As opposed to, have you talked to her about the problem? It's not, you could say, for example, mm, not yet, but I'm going to. So have you questions sound a little bit more open-ended than did you questions. So again, both are grammatically correct, but they have slightly different feels. Okay, great. So I hope that this lesson gave you some ideas and gave you some vocabulary words that you can use to report speech in a more natural, smooth, and interesting way and in more detail. And of course, there are other verbs that we can use to describe the different ways that people speak. So you can definitely explore that as you build your vocabulary some more. Thanks very much for watching this lesson and I will see you again soon. Bye.